0: Amanda, remember that time you couldn't actually eat Johnny Appleseed's apples? I'm your host, Amanda Webb. And I'm your host, Anna Webb. And this is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out about all their favorite moments in history. And you guys, it's our last episode of 2023. Can you believe it? That's crazy. It's
1: crazy. Yep, We're going to take a break for December. Yeah. So this is our last one of the year. And we're
0: together. Delightful. Yay. I love it. Yeah. But would you like the last drink update of 2023? Of course. I'm having some coffee because we're doing a little morning record today.
1: I'm having
0: some water. <laughs> she almost fell backward in the chair. And now I'm going down. <laughs> Amanda's sitting in one of our um, our dad's chairs. It's kind of old and it won't stay where you put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I leaned just a little too much. Yep. And yep. down I went. I All right. And? I'm back. And she's back.
1: Great. How long will it last? Who's
0: to say? Who's to say? Don't make any sudden movements yep. in the chair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, for our last episode of the year, I just kind of felt like I wanted to do something a little more kind of chill light. I didn't want anything super heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, let's talk about Johnny Appleseed. An American classic. An American classic that for some reason, <laughs> she sunk again.
1: I'm giving up.
0: For some reason, our schools were like obsessed with teaching us about Johnny Appleseed, yeah. I feel
1: like. And there um, are still people who think that he's not real.
0: I was thinking about this last night while we were like getting, talking a little bit about what the podcast was going to be. Um, yeah, he, He's. Um. if you don't know who Johnny Appleseed is, because maybe you're not American, and I don't know why you would know who he is if you didn't grow up in America, yeah. he is like a folk hero
1: yeah. kind of thing. But people think um, that he's like and a, it's, an urban legend kind of character it, because There are of that.
0: definitely several characters uh-huh. in our sort of American lexicon uh-huh. that... If you weren't American, or if you didn't grow up learning about them in like a public school, you would be like, "Is that a real person, or was it like a character made up for
1: a Americana? Fi- yeah. You
0: know, to get people, you know, on the same page about something?" And he's definitely one of the Daniel Boone, yeah, that kind of thing. So
1: John Henry, like, yes, a, totally. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna talk about Johnny Appleseed. All right, why he is, what he is. Where he was, let's talk about it. so John Chapman, because of course his name was not actually Appleseed, <laughs> um is born on september twenty sixth seventeen seventy four in Leominster, Massachusetts. I think I said that right. I'm sorry if I didn't Massachusetts folks. Uh-huh. I don't I have a hard time pronouncing some of their names sometimes. He's the second child of Nathaniel and Elizabeth Chapman. His birthplace is now marked with a granite marker, and the street is now called Johnny Appleseed Lane. Delightful.
1: Uh, How how fun would it be to live on Johnny Appleseed Uh, Lane? So (laughs)
0: um, just charming. Yeah. Yeah. Very small town. Yeah. Um, His father actually fought as a Minuteman in the Battle of Concord, um, Uh and he later serves in the Continental Army under George Washington. Oh, so
1: a true American. True American, Uh yes.
0: His um, mother Elizabeth dies in 1776. She dies in childbirth, yeah. um, giving birth to another son, who the son also died later. So she, when she is pregnant, and then when she passes during childbirth, uh, her husband is at war. Oh lord!
1: 1776.
0: Yeah, so he's away, and he does come home when he hears of the tragedy um and shortly after her death he remarries i don't know exactly how long but it didn't seem like it was very long and he marries Lucy Cooley and together they eventually have 10 children so johnny appleseed's got a lot of siblings a lot of half siblings oldest of 12 yeah Oof, I do. so a lot of what we're going to talk about is like some accounts say this or some accounts say that because again he's like a full life is yeah, yeah. and and While he was doing these things, he wasn't important yet. So it's not like people were recording his every move, right? Right. It's not like he was a prince or a king or whatever. So some accounts say that John, when he's around uh, 18 years old, persuades his 11-year-old half-brother from his father's second marriage Uh um, to go west with him in 1792 um and they kind of live sort of a nomadic life for a while traveling around the west um until their father decides to move the whole family out west around 1805 and then they meet up with him um and they actually land in Ohio. So I say out west, out west from Massachusetts <laughs> and west for, you know, the 18 sure. early 1800s, right? Sure. So Nathaniel, Johnny's father, was a farmer by trade, really. I mean, he wasn't a professional soldier all the time. He mm-hmm. had to do something else when he wasn't in the war. Um, so it's likely that Nathaniel really encouraged Johnny to become an orchardist. He, That's such
1: a fun term. I know. I like it's that word. It's a term word. that, like, of course exists, but I had never, we thought, never thought about who it Who uses that word? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. But I like it. An orchardist. Orchardist.
0: And he sets Johnny up with an apprenticeship kind of in the area around where they are in Ohio. Um and by 1812, Johnny is working independently as an orchardist and nurseryman, which is another excellent term. Yes. Um around 1800 when he's about 26 years old, he's in Licking River, Ohio, and this is kind of where he starts planting his first nurseries that will become an orchard on the farm of Isaac Staden. In Licking County. Um, By 1806, he has kind of started traveling down the Ohio and Muskingum um, rivers. And the story is that he uses two canoes lashed together to transport himself and his seeds. This is kind of a little bit. I feel like we've heard that. Yeah. About Johnny Appleseed before. Um. Lots of stories about him practicing as a nurseryman in uh around wilkes PA. Uh-huh. Um, that's kind of where the legend sort of starts, uh-huh. is people will say, Well, he started up in PA and then he kind of moved down yeah. Ohio. Um, he would pick the seeds from uh, around the Potomac River. Um, and then there's another story that has him living in Pittsburgh. Um, on Grants Hill in 1794 around the Whiskey Rebellion, huh. which is interesting. But again, like, we don't really have a lot of solid information on exactly where he was and when. Right. Because who was keeping track? track. Yeah. Um, the story that we kind of learn as kids is that this man would travel about and just drop apple seeds wherever he fell. Fa- apple trees for – or seeds for apple trees. Uh-huh. Wherever he was. But that wasn't really – True. He uh-huh. had a method. He was trying to build a business. Yeah. Um. He wasn't just a guy who happened to have.
1: He wasn't seeds. just a nomad by <laughs> right. trade. Yeah. Where would he
0: be getting these seeds? He was. Yeah. Just, he just had them. Yeah. And just would toss them. Yeah. No, that's crazy. What actually probably happened is that he would plant nurseries rather than full orchards. So uh-huh. basically, that's just the beginnings uh-huh. of an orchard—a little nursery of trees. Um. He would build fences around them to protect them from. Uh, wildlife, obviously, and livestock, he would leave them in the care of someone local, uh-huh. and then he would come back every year or so to tend to them, and eventually they would become orchards. Uh-huh. In some places, he would sell them off to locals, I think, but, you know, he still owned a lot of the land. Right. Um. His first nursery was reportedly planted on the bank of Broken Straw Creek in Warren, Pennsylvania. Um, and then most of the nurseries end up being planted near the Mohican River area of north central Ohio. Most of his land is in Ohio uh-huh okay, so here's
1: this is interesting
0: i I don't know that I really learned much about this when we were kids. well cause, but, I feel
1: like what what you've talked about so far is about where the story ends from what we've heard sure about he in planted school. trees. Yeah.
0: That's it. Spread apples across (laughs) America. (laughs) America. And we were obsessed with him, I guess. Um, So Johnny Chapman is a follower of the new church, which is also known as the Church of Swedenborg. Okay. Which is a person's name. Okay. Um, it I'm is afraid. developed under the influence of the theology of Emanuel Swedenborg, who is a Swedish pluralistic Christian theologian, scientist, philosopher, and mystic. Fascinating. So I did go on a little bit of a tangent about <laughs> the church because I felt it was kind of, we needed to understand exactly what it was. Sure. So basically... Swedenborgian organizations believe what in what they call the universal nature of God's church. Quote, okay. all who do who do it good in accordance with the truth of their religion will be accepted into heaven. Since God is goodness itself and doing good joins one with God. Okay. So it's pluralistic. It's yeah. not one religion yeah. gets into heaven, yep. right? Um And at the time of Swedenborg's death, there hadn't really been an organized church around this particular Uh theology. But around 15 years after his death, uh, on May 7th, 1787, there was a new church, which is what they started Uh calling it, founded in England. And it kind of started to get a little more speed, I guess, gain speed over there. Um, Because he had... He had visited England a lot. So it wasn't just like England was like, heard about this guy in Sweden. So a lot of churches start to kind of spring up around England. And then in April of 1789, they have the first general conference of the new church. And it is held in Great East Cheap, London. Um, And the ideas then start being brought to the United States by missionaries. Uh And who is one of the missionaries? John Chapman himself. Wow. So he actually spends a lot of his time while he's traveling preaching huh. about this church and while he's establishing these orchards he is performing as a missionary.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: I didn't know that. To you know Anglo-Americans and indigenous people because right. of course, you yeah. know religious people are always like gotta tell the indigenous people about our stuff yeah like they care um or need it you know huh that's really
1: interesting i did not know that i
0: didn't either i found that really fascinating i'm not surprised no but
1: i was expecting it to be a weirder Mm. um church yeah
0: and maybe it is i didn't look too deep into it i just needed to know what
1: it was very straightforward (laughs)
0: So, in 1817, a bulletin of the new church, printed in Manchester, um, was the first to write a written report about John Chapman. Huh. And h- how he's a missionary who is traveling around over here to sow apple seeds and pass out books of the new church. So,
1: that's very interesting. because yeah. we nobody really knows about that part of his life, but we wouldn't know about him right. without his religious... What... Uh, like, without making practices. him want to travel yeah yeah because he wasn't he wasn't just traveling to plant the orchards he was also traveling to spread the religion yeah that's so interesting because that has completely dropped off yeah. in the lore of him and th-
0: throughout yeah. his time traveling around he'd often like go home to visit his sister and pick up more literature sure then take it back out with him sure which
1: was fascinating um in
0: 1819 he is almost killed in an accident in Ohio. I I need to just read the whole quote. Okay. Uh, one morning he was picking apples. Or sorry, he was picking his crops in a tree when he fell and caught his <sighs> neck in the fork of the tree. Shortly after he fell, one of his helpers, eight-year-old John White, found him struggling in the tree, unable to get him out of the tree. White cut the tree down, saving Chapman's life. Oh
1: my god! Can you
0: imagine? I said to read crazy. the whole thing because I didn't know how else to describe what <laughs> what yeah. how that happened. That's
1: crazy.
0: Really odd that you... that.
1: Whoa. Yeah. That's wild.
0: So the trees that he would plant had a lot of different purposes, but they actually don't yield edible fruit. Okay. And we'll kind of touch back on that uh, toward the end when I talk about something else. But um, the the... Apples are smaller, and they're tart, and they're mostly used for making hard cider and apple jack, which is another oh. alcoholic apple-based okay. beverage. Sure. Um. So, orchards, I also found this interesting. Orchards would serve as a legal purpose of establishing land
1: claims. Oh, yeah. Which... Um, i planted here, so it's my land now. Correct.
0: Yeah. Which means that by the time of his death... Um, Johnny owns around 1,200 acres of valuable land, which is a lot That's of crazy. land and not all in the same
1: place. Right. Which is but again, we say owns because he planted well, there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. But um, but then he then used it for his business. So Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, owns, quote unquote, yeah. I guess. You're right.
1: He went and he planted some stuff and he said, this is
0: mine now. Right, like when you plant a flag somewhere. Yep. Like, My land. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. Whatever you say. Man. Well, it's
0: not really legally binding, but okay. In 1822, this is when we first get the use of that name, John Appleseed, um, because there is a letter from a member of the new church who writes...
1: That is his. He life. writes
0: this in the letter and refers to him uh-huh. as John Appleseed. Which makes
1: you think that people must have just been referring to him like that. Like like people he knew. Right. right. Or as he, he was traveling him. around, it would be like, oh, John Appleseed's in that, that makes total sense, right? That old, Appleseed. Old guy. Appleseed over here. <laughs> old Johnny. Old Appleseed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So here's another thing that we definitely learned about him in school. Yeah. Um, that is very famous about him, obviously. Any image you see of Johnny Appleseed will contain these details he is known for being a little eccentric and uh-huh. for wearing a really th- threadbare kind of look mm-hmm. everything's kind of torn up he usually doesn't wear shoes and he almost always is wearing like a tin hat uh-huh. um the story is that he would because while he traveled around he would use it as a mush pot so he would cook his food in yeah it, clean it out put it on carry his it side. on his head because that was easier yeah Um, there are some, like, conflicting beliefs on why he dressed that way, because it's not like he was poor. He was, he had a business. Yeah. Um, some people believed that he had a pretty rough life, and he would sleep in the woods, and, um, he would trade seeds for the trees to get things that he needed, like clothes and stuff. Um... But other people say no. He was just a successful businessman, but he just kind of chose to live this way, yeah. Because he wasn't really into materialism, and this is just how he preferred to be. He didn't
1: really have a home. He was traveling from place to place. So where would he put his material goods? Right, and he
0: lives like a missionary. Right. Um. So he does tell stories to kids in the Mm -hmm. towns that he goes to. He spreads the gospel. Church. He trades all of that for a place to sleep, and usually. A supper or something, uh-huh. um, but hard to say why yeah. he never
1: worked. Oh, well, and that's that also a very that that's an attitude of a lot of missionaries. Also, that yes. like living threadbare is like their kind of absolutely. philosophy. Often, so absolutely makes it
0: all make more sense when you know he's a missionary. Yeah, we didn't we, know that. I when didn't we were know cares. that. I
1: had yeah. I never got that detail. That's yeah. really interesting.
0: Um, he's also a staunch believer in animal rights. That tracks. He really denounced cruelty toward any living thing, including insects. Um, and he later becomes a practicing vegetarian. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That he would get there eventually. Yeah.
0: There is a story by Eric Braun, who was I he wrote a book about Johnny Appleson uh-huh. That he, at one point Johnny had a pet wolf that had started following him around after uh Johnny had healed his the wolf's injured leg. Ah. But who knows, sure. you know, it's part of the lore, uh-huh. I guess. Um, And then another story, apparently he had heard that there was a horse that was going to be put down. So he buys the horse and buys some acres nearby and kind of turns the horse out there to recover. Um, And then he, after the horse recovers, he gives the horse to someone who needs it wow. and basically says, as long as you treat it well, you can, you can have, have this it. horse. Yeah. yeah. But interestingly enough, when he was traveling around, he also would frequently plant dog fennel because he thought it was a medicinal herb. But actually, it's like an invasive weed. So he was kind of like poisoning a bunch of our land. You still see this weed like on our
1: highways and stuff because he He planted it it everywhere. But how was he to have known that it was invasive? Right. I just found that really interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He never marries. Because he believes he will find his true soulmate and be rewarded in heaven. Of of course. If he is, you know, good on earth. Mm -hmm. And if she didn't appear to him on earth. Mm. Um, Okay, so there's kind of some dispute about the date and time of his death. Because there were a couple different reports. Um, Harper's New Monthly Magazine in 1871 um, reports that he died in mid of 1847 huh um and this is kind of taken as a primary source for information about John Chapman, but there are also a lot of other newspapers like in Indiana because he was in Indiana at the time of his death um they report his death date as march eighteenth eighteen forty five um another death notice for him is printed on march twenty seventh eighteen forty five um that cites the date of his death as march 18th so i you know so 1945 seems more realistic
1: than 19. because there were a couple
0: reports yeah. in the area where he was staying right. at the time
1: march of 1945 seems like likely
0: yeah okay. yes um the site of his grave is also not totally 100 percent known, known. There are developers of a an apartment complex in Fort Wayne, Indiana, called the Canterbury Green Apartment Complex and Golf Course, um, and they claim that his grave is there, marked by a rock. Okay. Um, because that is where the Worth Cabin was, and that is where he apparently died. Okay. So the Worth family is a family that he is friendly with, and he stays with frequently. He happened to be there, and he passed away right. in their house. Okay. The there are other beliefs that the gravesite is in Johnny, which is what is now called Johnny Appleseed Park in Fort Wayne, um, because this park is a city park that adjoins with Archer Park, which is a county park and Archer Park is where um, John Chapman's grave marker was and the Archer family, another close family to him, their farm was there.
1: Okay. So some people so think it's another place he could have been when he died. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um. So it's hard to really say for sure. In an 1858 interview with Richard Worth Jr., so a member of the Worth family that we mentioned before, um, he says that Chapman was buried, quote, respectively, in the Archer Cemetery. And it's believed that that term respectively indicates that he was buried in the hollowed ground of the Archard cemetery
1: in like a church cemetery not just in rather than yard. like
0: where the cabin was, sure right, yes, exactly, so that's kind co- think that theory about the park make more sense right yeah yes, um in nineteen thirty four a committee of the Johnny appleseed commission uh council of the city of Fort Wayne reports um As part of the celebration of Indiana's 100th birthday, an iron fence was placed in the Archer Graveyard by the Horticulture Society of Indiana, setting off the grave of Johnny Appleseed. So they kind of officially recognize it.
1: As his grave.
0: There. And at the time that they put this fence up, which was in 1916, there were people there in attendance who went to Johnny Appleseed's funeral. Okay, And they all really kind of confirmed that, that that was where his grave was. Sure. There's not really a reason for them to m- Say, make, make yeah. that up or get it wrong. Um, So that is where...
1: It's it's, sort of now officially recognizes his grave. Yeah.
0: Sure. yeah. So when he dies, he leaves his estate of, like we said, over 1,200 acres to his sister. Um, he also owns four plots in Allen County, Indiana, um, and some other nurseries. He's got some plots in Mount Vernon, Ohio, he buys he bought the southwest quarter of uh section twenty six in Mohican Township in Ashland County, Ohio, but he never recorded the deed huh. so that is not recognized as his property interesting um the financial panic of eighteen thirty seven takes a lot out of his estate okay so she has to like sell some off um the trees she can't sell for as much as she used to the sister uh-huh. she can't sell them for. Um, The same price as she used to. And so a lot of the land is sold off to pay for taxes and some litigation that comes up, you know, disputes about the land and that uh-huh. sort of thing. Um, In 1880, an abolitionist author named Lydia Maria Child writes a poem uh-huh. about Johnny Appleseed. And then it just kind of the legend just starts growing. It becomes sure. part of mainstream media. Uh-huh. Lots of other poems and stories are written about him. Um, I wanted to read this particular quote because as things get written about him, obviously, this is when he starts to become like a folk hero because uh-huh. the word about Johnny Appelstein starts to spread. And I found this quote. I think I got it from biography.com that is just I it says it well. Mm-hmm. So, quote. The legend of Johnny Appleseed differs from the life of the historical Chapman in several key respects. While Chapman planted strategically for profit, the Johnny Appleseed character sowed seeds at random and without commercial interest. The fact that Chapman's crops were typically used to make alcohol was also excluded from the Johnny Appleseed legend. Despite these discrepancies from the historical record... The Johnny Appleseed character reflects an interest in the frontier settlement during a period of expansion in the far western portion of the continent.
1: See, so I'm I'm curious if other parts of, in other parts of America, if this is as popular You mean be, like California Right, or, to be taught yeah, in know. schools as it is for us because we grew up- In the area. We grew up in the frontier part of the country. Right. Like we, we're, we're from West Virginia, we live really close to Ohio, so like this is- in the relevant yeah, to yeah. where we live yeah. and I know that further north it's also relevant because he's like from Massachusetts so you hear up to up to around Indiana it's all relevant to his lifetime yeah. and so I wonder if they're in other parts of the country if this is as popular as it yeah. is for us. I mean I don't know I don't yeah. live there but yeah.
0: I I I think if it is mm-hmm. the reason is probably because he is heralded as such a like folk hero of this of idea early of expansion Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, there are yeah. a lot of colonial implications, well, not implications, yeah. things going on there, which yeah. we could get into another time, but... Um, when learning <coughs> about I think early America is, and the frontier, it's
1: a popular story for it's children. It's propaganda yeah. Yeah. to
0: say, oh, look how we pull ourselves up mm-hmm. and, you know, conquer the land or whatever. Spread yeah. so, this crop not, across the
1: country or whatever. It wouldn't surprise me if it made its way out there as yeah. that type yeah. of... It also wouldn't surprise me if it's just that's the story our area uses to describe that to children because sure. it's relevant to us. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'd be interested to know. Yeah. If you're from... Further west
0: than the Mississippi, or yeah, yeah. yeah. We, was this as popular
1: for you as, as a kid? As it did was you have a us? Johnny Appleseed day
0: in school? Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Um, just some other interesting, you know,
1: cultural things about how this is all spread.
0: Um, uh, well, just about Johnny. Uh-huh. Um, Disney does a film in 1948 mm-hmm. called Melody Times, pretty famous, and he is featured in an animated musical segment called The Legend of Johnny Appleseed. Yes, of course. That brings him to a lot of people. Um, in 1966, the U.S. Postal Service issues a stamp with Johnny Appleseed. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the first recorded Johnny Appleseed festival is held in 1968 in Lisbon, Ohio
1: tell you what people in this area will just be having a festival <laughs> for everything there are lots of Johnny Appleseed yeah. uh,
0: festivals yeah. um but that's kind of the first one we we know about um it takes place the third weekend in September um lots of food and entertainment and it takes up over 2 square blocks classic um and then in 1975, there a festival begins in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Sure, sure, sure. Um, in on the third full weekend in September, in Johnny Appleseed Park and in Archer Park, because they're adjoining. Sure. So you could go back to back, Ohio uh-huh. and Indiana, if you wanted to. I thought this was interesting. In 2008, the Fort Wayne Wizards, which was a minor league baseball team, mm-hmm. um, they changed their name to the Fort Wayne Tin Cups. <laughs> Tin caps. Oh, sorry, tin caps. Yes, I'm sorry. That's really funny. Um, And in their first season with the new name, they win their league, (laughs) and it's the only league championship that they have won. That's really funny. Um, And their mascot is like a little Johnny, little
1: Johnny Appleseed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, there are two dates. That could be celebrated as Johnny Appleseed Day. Sure. March 11th and September 26th. Um, the September date is his birthday. Uh-huh. Um, and then the March date, I think some people move it because it's, like, during planting season.
1: But then September is also kind of during, like, the harvest season. So I can but get where But for apples, it either... it's planting season. And that's kind of his thing was the yeah. planting But I can get seeds. where either would be Right. Used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, there is a school called Johnny Appleseed Elementary School in um the town where he was born in Massachusetts again
1: imagine going to Johnny Appleseed I know I would school. love that
0: um there was a Johnny Appleseed middle school um <laughs> in Mansfield Ohio um but it apparently closed in 1989 mm-hmm. uh, from what I read Urbana University in Ur- Urbana Ohio um maintains one of two Johnny Appleseed museums in the world huh It is open to the public. There's a Johnny Appleseed Educational Center and Museum. It hosts a lot of artifacts and some trees that are descended from the ones that he originally planted. That's very cool. And supposedly the only surviving tree, actual tree, not a descendant, Uh planted by Johnny Appleseed grows on a farm um, in Nova, Ohio. A farm owned by Richard and Phyllis Algio, I think is how you say their name. Um, And some people say that it is a Rambo variety, um, and some people claim that this was apparently Johnny Appleseed's favorite variety. However, Johnny Appleseed objected to grafting, which is the combining of more than one Uh fruit which creates a variety, Uh um, for religious reasons. So he probably would not have preferred any varietals. He would have wanted wild apples. Sure. And... This is actually part of why his apples were could only be used for alcohol because, because the wild they apples being, were not for not. eating. Yep.
1: yeah. So you can't have. Yeah,
0: yeah. So some nurseries call the tree the John, Johnny Appleseed variety rather than a Rambo, but uh-huh. that says that's not super accurate. Yeah, based on what we know about his beliefs.
1: That's really interesting. And that's Johnny Appleseed. Wow. The man, myth, legend. Truly. Literally literally the man, the myth, and the legend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a quicker one. Yeah. But well, I was going to, I wonder, could yes? we do a Google Autofill for this one? Because I bet sure. you there's interesting stuff Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about Appleseed.
0: that. Okay, let's try it. Okay. Was. I'm not going to look. Because I Johnny feel like. Johnny Appleseed. Okay, the first one is, was Johnny Appleseed real? Yes. <laughs> uh, married. No. No. The classic, a good person. We always get that. <laughs> Why do we always we get always that? We always get that. It's like, what, like, I did not know him, and neither did Google. Make
1: that decision for yourself. <laughs> right, right. Read about him and decide that for yourself. Right. Google's not going to be able to tell no. you if he was a morally good person and or also, not. Also, like, our measure of a good person now, different from yeah, back then. Yeah,
0: So, you know. I mean, he was religious. Well, that was one of the questions. Yeah. Was he religious? Yes, yes he was. Uh, a vegetarian. Yes. yes. Here's a fun one was Johnny Appleseed a president? <laughs> 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 oh my god. I think that's probably our it's, our ender yeah. on this cuz that's Johnny really good. Johnny
1: Appleseed a, a president? president?
0: No. Oh.
1: No, man. that's funny.
0: I have to think that maybe that's people from other countries who sure. just know that but, but just it's an it American on. figure yeah. and well, don't know Well, that's the same
1: as Benjamin Franklin, a president. <laughs> well, I don't know though because that one, Benjamin Franklin they... was
0: involved in government oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. politics. Was um Was Johnny
1: Appleseed a president? Yeah. Imagine.
0: Or maybe somebody thought it was like a nickname for a president sure. named John. That I could understand. Imagine
1: though if that man was president.
0: No. That's, no, thank you. He
1: wouldn't, he would yeah. <laughs> I'm good on imagining that. Huh. That's really fun. That was a good idea. I yeah. didn't even think about doing he, that. Well, because he's so
0: famous. I felt like there would be good so ones. so famous. For the Google Autofill. Yeah, very good. So, look, if you're not American, you have just heard a story from our childhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that we learned a lot about in yep. school. Can you believe it? But apparently didn't actually learn that much about. Same Classic. as usual. Classic. Lots of things left out. Yep. But that's Johnny. That was a good one. That was fun. Thanks. So yeah, I wanted to end on a fun one for yeah. the last one of the year, just because the year's been you know, bonkers and my brain couldn't handle super heavy research sure. this week. So here we are. Um yeah. 2023, wrapping it up. We did it. Um yeah, if you missed the last episode, we kind of said there that um we are going to take the month of December off. We just need a break. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will be back on New Year's Day mm-hmm. with a New Year's special. Yeah. So, look forward to that. That's when our next episode will be. Um, so, we hope everybody has a nice holiday season. Mm-hmm. Good New Year's. Let us uh, keep the people of Palestine in our thoughts and our actions. Mm-hmm. Um, as we said last week. And
1: Oh, no. Something just fell in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're doing great. And, and that, friends, is it's time to wrap it up. We have to do all the wrap-up now. Let's it's do- fine. I'm just trying to make sure it's not going to fall again. Okay. So if you want to send us
0: suggestions for next year's episodes. Crazy. We would love to have them. You can email us at rememberthatpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and on threads at RTTPod. Um... And we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you would like to find me on the internet, I am at The Real Anna Webb. And I'm at
1: ACW Nerdfighter. Whew! Did it. Well, until next time in 2024, remember that time. <laughs>